0: Hi, folks. TJ here. Time for my third radio cast for the Crash Radio Station. Mr. Sonic Clark, uh, has called my, my slot TJ Talks. Uh, I just saw it typed in the schedule. So that's what I guess we'll call it. TJ Talks. And it sounds pretty good. Uh, TJ Talks, uh, TT, TT, TT. Uh, so if you're, you're listening, you may not see my facial expressions, but on Saturday following you may. Uh, for some reason, us little boys, uh, find when you have the letter TT, I mean, Atari made an Atari TT, uh, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but anything to do with farts and poopies and TTs, uh, make us turn a little red. <laughs> but that's not what this slot's about. This slot's about TJ Talks, and what did I want to talk about? So I, I, this morning, I, uh, it was around 5 a.m., and I was knowing I would have to wake up any minute because dogs need to go out and go potty and all that fun stuff. And then I started thinking about, well, what's my normal MO? I'll get up, I'll do my thing. Uh, we won't say what that <laughs> is, but most, uh, men do, uh, multiple times a day. <laughs> and I went to the internets, uh, and I started perusing news. I wanted to find out what's happening in the world. And then it started making me think a little deeper. What did I do back in the olden days when I wanted to get news about things that I enjoy? My hobbies. Uh, back then, uh, it would have been a bulletin board service. A genie, a CompuServe, a Delphi, a Prodigy. Uh, some of you, probably everybody listening to this knows what every one of those are. But if you're a young whippersnapper, you may not know. CompuServe kind of makes sense probably to most anybody. But Delphi? A genie? Prodigy? I'm a prodigy, right? No, they were online services, online repositories, online communities that we would go to to maybe get our news of the day. Uh, we didn't have a internet that we could connect to and have up to the second that Elon Musk burped and we now hear it and see it and know it. It was a little different back then. Uh, in the olden, olden days, we would wait for a magazine to come out. That data was already a month or two old, right? Uh But then all of a sudden the bulletin board services started popping up. And you would get little glimpses, little tidbits, because some of those bulletin boards, people would grab information from the Ataris, the Sinclairs, whatever it is, and find out, did you know that they're working on this new ZX80 2 billion or uh, whatever it is 82 uh 83 <laughs> Atari something hundred uh, there was little bits of information that you would find on bulletin board services and then of course the big boys got into the picture the CompuServes, the delphi is the genies the prodigies and there's probably others in the united states those were the main four but we would go there we would log on dial up with our phone and maybe atari would say and that's why I went to Genie, by the way. Atari had a pretty good presence on Genie. I seem to remember Sam Tremell having a... This Friday, Sam Tremell or somebody from Atari uh, would have a interview, a live interview, and they would... A live interview, that was text! You would see him typing text and the other person asking questions via text. But that night, we knew what was going on before the magazines even had it. How cool was that? That was our internet of the time. Uh, we would get information quicker that Friday night. Oh, we would put everything else aside because Sam Trammell or whoever. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I seem to remember Sam Trammell having an interview on Genie. If you're an Atarian and you remember that, uh, and you have any data on it, post it down below. I just seem to remember that for some reason. Or somebody from Atari had, you know, some type of interview on there, and I remember reading it. And it was really, Fun nowadays, like I said, we've got phones that we take to the pooper, and you know, the second that you're dropping and plopping, oh, whoo, if you're watching the video form of this, this, uh, no, I'm not in the, I'm John right now. I'm in my office uh, doing this recording, uh, and so yeah, you get, you can just take a phone to wherever and have up to date. But back then, the quickest way we had was waiting. Uh, an interview would be announced on a. Public group. I mean, we even had news networks back then that were that, and that actually came out later. News networks, I would say later, it, for the bulletin uh, bulletins from companies like CompuServe and stuff like that. You would see posted like, "Hey, we're gonna do a interview with such and such, and make sure to join in." And I sure would join in on those type of things. It was a lot of fun, and it, like I said. Being an Atarian, Genie was the one that I tried, but I tried all of them. At one point in time, they would give you a free access to come on, check it out, and I checked out all of them, and I find that Genie was the last one that I think I used before. Then the New World order came into place, and we had America Online. That came out. And then we had eWorld from Apple, and I became an Applehead because in the mid-90s, Atari went out of business, Right? Uh, so I had to jump ship and professionally do something, and I went to Apple. And so I was on E World, such a fun little community. AOL and Earthlink, uh, E World, all those type of things were a lot of fun. But this is kind of pre pre America Online, pre E World. It was all about still, you know, you were well, America Online was dial up too, uh, but it was pre those more graphic-y, pretty drop spots where when you got on the America Online, you've got mail! It freaking talked to you! I don't remember CompuServe or Prodigy or Genie or any of those talking to me. I remember it was all about the text, uh, a little bit more glamorous than a BBS, although an ANSI, I'm trying to remember, it's been a long time since I've connected to a, a BBS. When's the last time you did and not through the internet. Actually dialing up. I know there's a couple of ways you can actually still, I think, dial up and connect to a bulletin board service. But anyway, you, you would put your, uh, your, 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 what you call terminal application, terminal program on an ANSI C mode or whatever it was, ANSI something, and you could get graphics and colors instead of just a boring straight text. You could get a little colorful stuff going in there. That was kind of, Getting really hopping, right? Uh, Because, after all, what did you go to the bulletin boards for? Asterisk porn! That's what we went to it for! I was a young lad, and I wanted to see some asterisk porn. <laughs> and other stuff. I wanted to download a game. Sure, there was that periodic pirating of something, but I was actually pretty good. If I found that I liked something, even back then, I would buy the real version, because I like the hard copy and I wanted the printed media that came with it. I mean, what do you want? The the LP in a nice cover and case that you could sit there and read and enjoy, or a bootleg of it on a cassette? They both may have their value for fun, but I want the real deal. I want the album. I want the pretty colored pictures. And so uh, having... A jump up in CompuServe and Genie and all that compared to a bulletin board was a leap. And then we had a huge leap from up to America Online. You got mail! And and then eWorld. It felt like you were in a little city, a little place where you had to get in a taxi and go across town, even though it was digital town, to check out the whatever room or whatever this is. It's a fun time. It's a little different now. The internet is beamed into everybody's bathroom. I don't want to go to your bathroom. (laughs) But the internet is every place, most every place. Unless you were like TJ for the last 20 years before I got fiber, I was on satellite internet. That was almost like the bulletin board service of the internet because it was so, so slow, so bad. That's for another video. I want this video to be happy. (laughs) So we're talking about bulletin board services. So what did you do? Uh, Over in the UK, did you have CompuServe, Prodigy, Genie, Delphi? Did you have something else? I wasn't a follower of Sinclair back then, so I don't know what you used over there. But here in the United States, those were the main four that I remember, and they were a lot of fun. So that was my initial thought. What am I going to talk about today? And I'm not going to make this one a 40-minute session, because I think I already have like half a charge on the battery. Uh, But my thought was... How am I going to get new information about what's coming out next? So in the world right now, if you're a Specky fan, and Crash Radio is all about mostly Sinclair, so how do we get our news about the spectrum next? Uh, of course you're on the internet, most of us are. But in the olden days, imagine that uh, S- Clive Sinclair was about to announce a new Specky. Uh, How would he have done that? Uh, Would he have done a little tantalizing, a little burlesque of a little text here saying, oh, we're coming out with the ZX-83 or 85 or a little code word in there for whatever it may be. And then he would show a little glimpse of a side of a, a black, sexy box of the next computer. Maybe it was a QL. Uh whatever it may be, how did they do it back then? Oh, well, I know because I was there. You know, they would tease with a little text, they would have a little bit of a magazine, they would give the journalists back then journalists, you know, had to, you know, pillage uh places to get data they would contact Sinclair maybe get a little tidbit that us commoners wouldn't get and they would say oh we're about to do this you give just the journalists just a little bit of information to then go off and put on an article that we would read a month or two later about this new thing but that would get all of our juices flowing we would get excited for that next new thing right? Uh but right now it's like on the internet they all of a sudden burp uh, you know, they've got these Nostradamuses of the computer world that know stuff before Apple comes out with something. It's like, oh, per Gene Simmons or, that's, he's on KISS. Great, great group, by the way. But it, per this person, oh, they know the behind the scenes that Apple is working on this next. And it's like, how do they even know? I mean, maybe they do, but it just seems they're giving out too much. It's like they show a whole plaster of a render of this thing before it comes out. So it loses some of that seductive, uh, tantalizing, ooh, what are we about to get? I prefer the old days. The old way of teasing a little bit. A little text bloop. A little bit more of a text bloop a little magazine picture with a little sliver of uh, whatever it may be, a little teaser, then a little bit more of a teaser that shows you half of what you're going to get, and then a full-blown keynote from Sir Clive Sinclair announcing the QL or whatever it is to the national news, and then the magazines then are allowed to, here's all the data about said product. It builds up your interest for it, rather than saying, Here's the next thing. It's like toilet paper. You wipe your ass with it. I mean, computers in these days are like toilet paper. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got to wipe something with it. It it's it's not as fun for me. I mean, sure, there's some new technologies that are always inform uh, you know fun, but it's just not the same. We we've lost some of that storytelling before getting to that thing. Even up until the early 2000s when when Macworld was still out, and where Steve Jobs was still alive, and he would do keynote addresses. Back then, you there would maybe be a little inkling on the internet of something that uh, may be announced. But all of a sudden, it would come out, and it would blow us away. Like the iPhone, for example. I went to the 2007 keynote. I sat out there from midnight, the night before the keynote, to see my first Steve Jobs keynote. What a treat it was to go in there and see him announce the iPhone. Uh, what do you get when you mix, you know, a computer with a phone? And he did this whole little skit. It was so fun. Nowadays, Apple does their big presentations from the Steve Jobs Theater and all that. It's cool, and I understand it. You know, for monetarily things, having a thing like that that you slap out to the bajillions on the Internet to see it. But there's a little lost on the hand touchy hand of another person at a place seeing that person smelling that person, having all the senses invigorated on a new product that's announced. There is a feeling in the air there is an excitement in the air that you do not get on the internet. you do not get on a uh, this current Apple doing their Steve Jobs theater thing saying here's this new thing. It's exciting, but it's not the same. Uh, if you had smell-o-vision, maybe, but no, you still wouldn't. We need to bring things back to where there's people on... <laughs> Woo! This is not porn here. Let's backtrack a little bit. This is about uh, people seeing people, being next to people, smelling people. Like I said, there's good smells in the air people use. I used uh, a little men stick this morning on my pits. I smell v- rather vibrant. Unfortunately, I can't share it with anybody because I'm at my home office other than the dogs. I'm not at a typical place. Uh, fortunately, I get to work out of my home. Uh, most of our company does, but I work for a company that can allow for that. It's not like the olden days where you had to be in front of said thing. Nowadays, the Internet, <laughs> you you can do business and all that from there. But for announcements, I say say... Take it back a little bit, Apple. Uh, sure, you've got people going to the Steve Jobs Theater, but they're mostly journalists, people that have been invited, people in the know, or is it the now? I don't know. It's one of those. Uh, but it's not for the common man like me to be able to pay and go to a Moscone Center uh, in San Francisco and see a keynote from people and being with friends that you've chatted with all year long but only get to see them once a year and you go to an event that's so fun. So what's this whole radio spot about? It's about the the, the way that we used to project a new product that's about to come. And this morning I got up and I looked at my internet and what's next? Is there any th- new news on the specy Next? Any new next product coming out? That's how I get my news today, but in the olden days, it was through the compucers, the genies, the, all those type of bulletin board service giving little teases, and then magazines picked up on it, and maybe if it was a major thing, a newspaper would pick up on it, and then all eventually there would be a big announcement where people would converge and go to that place and see pictures for the first time, not rendered on an internet saying, Nostradamus knew about this well in advance! <laughs> to see it like a baby if my wife uh, my my wife and I don't have kids so we never had that you know, do we want to know type of thing but you know we've got fuzzy kids so I guess we we've had some fun experience of bringing up little ones along the way but those little ones bit on us well I guess human babies can bite on it too but uh we don't want to go there so this is about you know it, the, everything is served to you too much. People are forgetting about the tangible, the handheld, the shaking of actual hands, the people being together, uh, and then afterwards, not just going, okay, I learned about this keynote, now I'm going to go to the crapper and take a crap. Instead, you are at a place that you could enjoy the rest of the day and drink a beer with said person and enjoy the fun. Uh, what's kind of cool about the retro world is we are no longer going to an event like this recent Crash event that they just had. The Crash uh magazine, they had the, the big gathering. I wish I could attend one one time. Maybe one day I'll be lucky enough to go overseas and go to an event. But it was a retro show, and it's more about the people getting together, reminiscing about the olden stuff and some new stuff they showed off next and all that. But I don't. I didn't see any like huge, big announcement like an Apple Steve Jobs or a, or a, a Trebell from Atari uh, coming out. And here's this or whoever from Commodore or whoever from this company would get up and have a big announcement about here's our stuff. Nowadays, these shows are are being continued on in a hobbyist fashion, in a fun people getting together fashion. And it's a lot of fun to go to those type of events. The only event I go to that's similar is AMI West, which is an all Amiga Commodore type of event. Go figure! I'm an Atarian going to an Amiga event. But I've met a lot of friends there that I enjoy drinking with. And if you're listening to the radio right now, I'm doing a like I'm drinking uh thing because we do more drinking than computing, <laughs> which is kind of fun. I miss those things. so But I do miss having big major announcements at keynote uh, places like a Steve Jobs type of thing. So hopefully one day some of that comes back. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, a big announcement that's held back from the masses. Do a little tease. The next Kickstarter 3, for example, or the next next. We know about the current next, but the next next. Give a little teaser, like a little text that, you know what? We, we're thinking about making a next next. That's not like the current Next, but it's going to be that much more. And then leave it at that. And then a few months later, come back with a little more text uh, about, oh, this is our ideas for it. Percolating, getting our juices flowing for. Oh, this sounds really cool! And then we can throw ideas at it, saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be neat if they did this?" And then they can collect that data and go, "Oh, yeah, maybe that is a good idea." And then they start building on this, and then they show a little picture of a little corner of the next next, <laughs> and then we get our juices flowing again because we know the next 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 won't come out until 2025. We'll just throw out that year. We know everything takes time, uh, but uh, having a fun announcement. And then at Crash Radio 2024 event, uh, uh, Henrique or Jim Bagley or whoever comes out and says, guess what, folks? We've been working on it. And they show you a mock-up, but in a chocolate bar fashion. You see that chocolate bar Sinclair thing they had? It wasn't chocolate. It was a, a wooden thing or whatever cut up and mocked it, but it looked like a chocolate bar Sinclair, but they come up and say, this is the next next. And all of a sudden, boom, everything goes crazy, crash, uh, event goes nuts, people drink to their uh, heart's content and brings back a little of that old time pinaz. We'll end the radio chat at that. So hopefully you enjoyed my third chat. TJ talks, uh, TT. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching. Uh TT. Um, I'm, I'm 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 speechless. <laughs> TT.